episode 98. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, traveling to one of my favorite places, Ontario, Canada, to visit with a very skilled and talented Ed Roman, who's been creating music in his own studio and taking it out to the world, filling people with inspiration and the mantra of peace through his music. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. On the Tarmic Evolution, I'm delighted to have Ed Roman with us uh, from, you're in Ontario, Canada, correct? This is correct, Great White North. Yes, yes, I, you're, um, I, I love the Canadians because I always say the same thing, the Canadians are the most loved nation on earth and I'm getting more and more of you guys on my show, which I just love, so uh, welcome to Dharmic Evolution, Ed. Thank you so kindly, James. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about what you've been doing, man. I've been checking out your music and it's just killer. Really, really like what you do, um, your sound. How did it, how did this all start for you? How did you get so connected to music? Well, you know, I grew up in the seventies and with that said, I guess you know, in a household of three generations of people that were always listening to music they didn't play music i mean my sisters took piano lessons and stuff but it wasn't anything that stuck but music culture was so much more potent um back then and even the 60s they were messages they were mantras it was information they were uh, storytelling that was going on that was precedent setting i mean there's always been great storytellers and songwriters but that era for me sort of exemplifies a, a bell curve height right. of of, uh, of a lot a lot of change. So it, you know, my grandmother sang tunes all the time. She was listening to Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Sinatra. It didn't matter who it was; she loved it. But she also had that whole Eastern European gypsy background. So my parents were of the fifties. It's like classic, you know, Basie, uh, Buddy Rich, uh, uh, Duke Ellington, Mingus. It was the jazz era. And that was their kind of thing. And my brothers and sisters are 10 years older than I am. They're all listening to stuff from the sixties and early seventies. So I had my ac- the access to vinyl galore. As I said, it was a competition to get on the record player who was next to get to listen to what record it music meant something. Right. And for me, I, w- I was a dyslexic, so I struggled in school. My mom recognized that at an early age. She did a lot of work with me reading and writing, and I went to remedial school. But she also knew that I was a bit of a ham, and I was okay at expressing myself. It wasn't that I had a problem with language. She bought me a guitar, and that changed my life. Uh, you know, it was missing a couple of strings. It was made by the world-famous Knapsack Company. I still have it, but... That time that I spent with that empowered me in a whole new way. And I went, you know, there's something about this. Right. There's something, there's something that, that for me is spiritually connected to my existence in a way that I hadn't expected. It's not just about singing and playing tunes and, and reaping the rewards from whatever that is. It's about my connection to my living environment, which also means people, my community, the cities that I travel to. Uh, all of that is, is, is more of, a, like I said, a religious experience than anything. Right. So let's give people a little flave here. Let's lay one down. Check this one out.
I'm gonna lay one down And if I see my brother's been falling I'm gonna lay one down Lay one down for my brothers Lay one down for my foes Lay one down for one another Lay one down and let it go Lay one down and put asunder Lay one down, reap what you sow Lay one down, it's like butter Lay one down and let it flow Jump through a hoop while someone is consorting I'm gonna lay one down I tell you the truth but you'd think I was performing I'm gonna lay one down Lay one down for my brothers Lay one down for my foe Lay one down for one another Lay one down and let it go Lay one down Asunder, lay one down, reap what you sow, lay one down, it's like butter, lay one down and let it flow, lay one down and let it flow, lay one down and let it Ed, so tell me about this song. This this has such a great vibe to it. And tell us, you know, the story of Lay One Down. What is the uh, metaphor behind the title? Well, the metaphor behind the title is to lay down your aggressions, not only, you know, and lay whatever it is that you do down in a negative way to stop that flow of negativity. Um, and, right. and, you know, even if it means your foe, it says lay one down for your brothers, lay one down for your foe. That's the hardest thing to do is to try to understand if you want to call it your enemy or, you know, your nemesis. Um, there's sometimes things inside of that that if you look hard enough and uh, surrender your ego, you realize part of it is you. Right. So there's always a give and take. And, and I think that's that's the hardest thing to do as people and it's sometimes the easiest thing because... Like, look at Gandhi, man. I mean, he fought the British Empire with non-aggression, passive-aggressive protests. They did what they said they were going to do. We're going to go collect salt, whether they say we can't or not. It was it was just those kinds of things, because so many innocent people are killed and caught in the crossfire of war and aggression. Right. Uh, millions. And and that's, the, that's what I hate 
about war, what I hate about killing, what I, and I'm a bit of a pacifist in that regard. But at the same time, I'm ready to protect my family and friends. Right. Um, so, that, you know, the message is there to try to help people and be a mantra to say, well, maybe we should just step back from this for a second and, and think this out differently. And every artist that's contributing is a part of that. It, you know, all the pro big, big part of the proceeds are going to help veterans everywhere. Right. Um, Jill's an amazing person over there at Heart Songs for Veterans and Project Lips. So, man, I'm, I'm happy that it's getting out there. Like you said, it's translating, it's helping people and, and it's making people think a little bit. Yeah, Jill, just for the reference there, Jill Pavel is, um, you know, she is the driving force behind um, Heart Songs for Veterans and uh, Project Lips, um, and she is the uh, record lady that is responsible for so much um, of what uh, of what Ed is doing with uh, Heart Songs for Veterans and so many other artists. So um, if you guys get a chance, DE87, check out that, my interview with Jill Pavel. Hey, I wanted to just uh, share with people, Ed, about some of the things you've been doing. And, man, you've been over on, uh, on over 100 terrestrial radio stations across North America, more than 400 stations. Um uh, you know, just just everywhere. And you're a 2014 Artist Music Guild Award nominee and a 2014 Artist and Music Award nominee. You also were in the 2014 International Music and Entertainment Association Award winner, two-time 2015 IMEA Award nominee. Um, and just they go on and on here, man. And you've been to South by Southwest and you've been all over the place. So what are you up to now? Are you are you taking a breather or are you just uh, exhausted? Well, you know, <laughs> hey, man, James, you know, it's the music business. So there is no stopping. Right. It's all, it's all the time. But no, I, you know, the last two years have, have been amazing. And I, I'm happy to win awards. I, even uh, the seven pre-Grammy nominations I was up for this year. If, if I won them, it's amazing. If I get nominated, it's amazing. I'm always, though, most excited and elated to practice my craft and that people in, in, in these ways are taking notice of what it is. And, it's, and as I said, it's, it's helping people. Um, and because of that, you, you get excited. You can't help but not want to make more art. And I just finished uh, what well, started in August of last year recording a new album called Red Omen, which is actually an anagram of my own name. And it's talking about the duality again in, in our culture, the choices that we have, the yin and the yang factor. Right. There's, there's an old Cree proverb with a, a young boy that walks up to his grandfather and the boy says, well, you know, why is there good and evil in the world? And he says, because in every human heart, there's a dark wolf and a light wolf. And, and the boy says, well, who wins? And the grandfather says, well, it all depends on, on who you feed. And that's the re reality of our life. We, we have choices to make, but the reality is sometimes we make those choices and we don't even know it. Red, even in the word in the title, is a duality word. In nature, it is a color that attracts uh, animals to, to know, hey, these are currents. We can eat these currents. They're also a, a warning symbol in nature for animals to go, don't eat this, it's toxic. Right. The, an omen can be construed as something that is a good sign. I see it as a good omen. And at the same time, it could be a bad omen. There's something not right about this. But we all have the choice as to how we perceive what those things are. Right. And, and the music and the language in the record sort of talks about that. So... Not only that, we're there. Uh, language is an amazing thing, 
and it's always changing. Um, and I'm very into history and uh, Egyptology, even in fact. There's an, a guy that's an IT expert, and for 30 years of his life, he started studying Egyptian cartouches and looking at the Rosetta Stone and translations between the Latin, the Greek, and the Egyptian hieroglyphs and realized that the cartouches, those strange carvings themselves, actually mean more than just syllables and, and or vowels and consonants. They're actually acronyms or full phrases themselves. And they took on an entirely new meaning when they started to study them this way. Right. And our, our language is kind of heading there. We're, we're using these acronyms and emojis and all these kinds of things to symbolize a multitude of words. And in a very short period of time, our language is being condensed. And the, 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 the album is filled with this kind of iconographic symbolism that's running through it. Even when we're looking at our phones right now, you know, there's just big buttons. We're not doing any word processing. Right. We're, not, we're not understanding, you know, codes and keychains of stuff. We just push a button and everything happens. Well, nobody even memorizes phone numbers anymore. You know, no, it's just, no. It's just like, why should I do that? I've got it. Just, I just call the name into the phone and it dials for me. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's good, good and bad. I think, I think, I think you don't get to use your mental powers as much in some cases, you know. Well, that's just it, though. And the, and the subtle energy uh, systems that we have as humans that still connect us to our natural environment are most potent. We just don't get the opportunity to feel them. When I worked in music therapy at the Pine River Institute, uh, there was a separation part in the program. So almost six months of a kid's life was spent in Algonquin Park deprogramming, which meant no TV, no cell phones, no computers, no newspapers. They're basically getting them back into a living environment even before they go to a five-stage program. Yeah, And I even know from my own experience, when I go to the bush and I go camping and I come back and I'm driving home, already at this point my mind is going, what am I doing? Like, There's too much concrete and building and it just doesn't seem right because I know how relaxed. It's not just the, the you know subtle realization that I'm on a break. I'm away in the bush for 10 days. I'm not running around. I'm, not, I'm just taking it easy. That is one aspect of it. But, you know, when you get up in the morning with the sun and you go to bed with the moon and you're not really conditioned to checking my social media every, you know, three hours to see what's going on, you start living your life differently. This is this, what I'm getting at about the choices that we have. Even in your own backyard, you have those choices. I grow a multitude of vegetables and we have a very, very large garden on our property. We do that out of choice. Yeah, because, but a lot of people I think don't really don't really know that they have like they you know just don't even know about the power of nature. So I hear what you're saying. I mean, I take my sons every single year to the Adirondacks. There's like ten of us, and there's no media. There is no media for like five days, and we just stay out on the islands and uh, and you sit around the campfire with a guitar and you actually bond and have meaningful conversations. You know, which has kind of been forgotten about. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and James, think of all the commercials that are out now talking about, you know, go RVing. Your kids don't want to be wrapped in bubble wrap. They want to be free. There, there's tons of promotional campaigns trying to get people to think this way about stuff because everybody's life is so busy. It's a catch-22. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but you, again, it's a choice. You yeah. have to make the time if, if it matters. Right? Absolutely. Hey, let's play another one. Let's play Tough Cookie. It's a tough a cookie to crack, but I hope I don't crumble. Singing, hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la. And you'd think a heart attack could make you humble. Singing, hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la. And in a word, self-described here as absurd and implications. Well, they're singing across the nation, singing, hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la. And in the cure, well, you can be rest assured in incarnation. Now leave your hesitations and sing, hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la. Singing, hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la. And now we're always hanging. Jumbo singing hey 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 sha la 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 and I knew your words would always make you fumble singing hey 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 sha la 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 and in a word for self-described here as absurd and implications why they're singing across the nation singing hey 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 sha la la Well, you can be rest assured in incarnation Now leave your hesitations and sing Hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la Sing Hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la-la Lost here in translation, can't afford a new salvation Singing Hey, 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 bye-bye Coming quickly and it's looking kind of sickly Sing, hey, 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 bye-bye Play it out, it! Absurd and implications While well, they're singing across the nation Singing hey, 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 sha-la-la-la-la And in the cure Hey, Ed, tell me about Tough Cookie. Um, I just, I, you know, first of all, I want to know, you know, take us into the studio on that, if you wouldn't mind, first, and just, you know, how did you create this? Like, what do you, do you record in Ontario? Do you go somewhere else? No, man, I built a studio over my garage. It's called Area 51. It's, oh, uh, nice. It's about 1,200 square feet, hardwood floor, nice floating floor control room, floating floor vocal booth. The rest of it's all open concept. So you get like a lot of really nice live recordings in those rooms. Great. Um, I, I lay everything down with that principal instrument that it was created on. Whether it's a bass, a guitar, a drum kit, usually it's around a guitar because it's portable for me. I'm yeah. singing, I'm on a porch, I'm in a field, I'm in the kitchen, it doesn't matter where it is. So we, we, we base it around that and then it becomes a sound on sound experience. Once the band hears that ghost cut, 
Right. We then, we then, as a trio or quartet, depending on what's going on, cut it all live off the floor. And then I do a vocal overdub. Basically, I do the same main vocal and then and, and sing that part again. And then I do a harmony to myself as well. Or sometimes I get my buddy Mike Jack, who's also my producer and engineer, because he's a, they call him the invisible man. He calls himself the invisible man. But I'm like, dude, what? come on, do a vocal track on this. So yeah. The, the recording processes are very organic, and we try not to have too much method right. in, in it because that way we're chasing the art, and the art then is starting to tell us things as to how it needs to be followed. And hopefully then we capture something really, really interesting, that, that sort of spark. So, I, I mean, the arrangements are already worked out ahead of time by me and the melodies and everything and how it's going to go. But it's important for me to, to get real people <laughs> doing things yeah. to, to get that feel because I'm kind of old school. Right on, sure. on that on that level, and, uh -huh. and and this record also too is there's some sampling on it, like in the tune "The Wolf Man," but I wanted to bring the record into a sort of a different 21st century perspective, other than the sort of like the more band arrangement kind of stuff that I do. But the tune, you know, I, it was a fun number to do, and the way that it kind of came out was pretty easy going. So I guess it translates. So do you have do you have like um, you mentioned your your uh, engineer producer do you have like a team that you work with on a regular basis or do you move it around a lot? I, I'm I'm pretty uh, you know I'm all, I don't want to say incestual but when you start finding a group of people that you work with it's not that it runs smoothly because it's never that uh, Mike Mike Jack and I have been working together since I was sixteen. Right, and he and he understands me, but he's also willing to call BS, and 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 say, hey, you know, you're disappearing with your head up your rear, right? Or or stand off and go, everything's fine, you yeah. know, let's just let it happen. So with that said, I'm lucky to have somebody like him that understands what I'm trying to do, um, and then the same thing with Michael Stover, Michael knows and understands me and the music and he's always putting me into these fields that seem to flourish in a way that like well ed knows what he's talking about when he's doing pharmacological stuff or he's talking socio-political stuff so all that has really helped and i trust these guys so much that it's gotten me this this far down the proverbial you know independent path and people say well, what if you signed a record deal tomorrow with sony or somebody I'm like well they're gonna have to work with the people that i've been working with right because i built a family here we've got a and i just don't cut people out of my family i'm not that kind of person right right yeah i i have had a similar experience uh uh, last three, four years now in Nashville, the same thing is like when you when you trust people, um, just mad, you know, just amazing things happen. You know, just it's almost effortless. You know, it just well, well and also too to the, at that point, then you feel comfortable enough to relinquish certain things that you used to worry and deliberate over too much. Right. So with Mike, with Mike Jack, I'm like, look, you were here the entire time for the recording process. We tracked it well. I'm not going to sit behind his shoulder like a monkey tapping his. You're going to bring that tom up. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I, how about the guitar line? You know, there's a little more. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And and I trust him enough, so much so that even in the end, I'm like, well, what do you think a song order should be? And the same thing with Stover. What do you think the single should be? How should we be pushing this? Yeah. Because I'm too close to the art. I'm there to make it. 
And I'm, as I said, I can trust these people enough to, to go, I'm not worried that they're going to try to pull the shenanigans on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, I appreciate your... Uh your um your artistic paradigms because i share them because i'm the same way i i don't even go near i don't mix anymore and i used to mix everything and now um my producer and engineer and i just say i'm i'm not even in the room i'll listen to the first mix and make a couple little things like hey i think this should go here but for the most part they are the professionals and they're removed from it and i'm like you said you get too close to your work sometimes hey uh, i want to play think i'm just a fool let's check this one out orchestral and, and uh, but it was a nice surprise congratulations on this track thanks I was hoping Esperanza Spalding might send me a friend request yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, and on the break, we were, we were talking about, you know, just kind of like where music has been and genres and things. And just to that end, um, you know, a lot of I've had some like really younger people on this show, which I'm, I'm so impressed with a lot of the younger kids who are coming up, you know, calling them kids because some of the 16 and 17 year olds and they would say, yeah, I'm listening to Beyonce. But I also listen to, to uh, Frank Sinatra and I listen to, you know, and it's just like they're listening and, and things from the early English acts that came, you know, the super groups from, from, you know, the who and the Zeppelin. And so, um, I'm, I, it kind of makes me happy when I, when I hear that they have a vast eclectic, um, you know, taste overall and appreciation of all the artists that came before them. So um, I'm just delighted that that's what's going on from from where, where I'm sitting in music anyway, just watching these these new artists come from all over the place. But but you're right though too because it's taught right. Look, we're driving around. Let's say it's 1976. Dad's got the eight track tape in the car. It's a mixed thing from KTEL. You've got everything from Donna Summers to the Grateful Dead. Right. And 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 it's like. Okay, dad's getting off on this, and he's singing, and he's enjoying it. Kids of our generation, or that we're having, excuse me, are seeing parents' disdainment for the industry. They're seeing them not at all getting involved, but conjuring up all their old cassette tapes, vinyl records, CDs of stuff that they, they love to listen to. And the kids see that enthusiasm. Right. It's it's no different when you try to get a kid out into a vegetable garden and show them how exciting it can actually be, especially at a young age. That enthusiasm translates and then into multiple aspects of your life because you think about stuff differently. You don't just take it at face value. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, it's funny. I stay connected, luckily for me, you know, because I grew up in the same time frame that you did. And um, I had that appreciation for all that came before me as an artist. But uh, my son is also an artist, and I get a lot of what's happening from him. You know, we're always comparing notes, like who's out, what are they doing? And uh, I find that today is, I'm really excited about the music of today. And, you know, a lot of people say, ah, they just don't do it like they used to. No, 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 you have to open your mind. and, And you have to, you know, listen, There's you have to carve through a lot of the junk too, but I think you've always had to do that. But there is tremendous talent out there. There's some good songs. There's people out there really, really working hard, connecting to what's going on in society and putting their voices voices out there. And, um, you know, I figure it's my job to find them and, and expand on that. Well, hey, and that's what we were talking about off uh, when we were playing the track was that that era of early radio with the early DJs. I mean, some of these guys were just living in little shacks and, you know, Wolfman Jack, even himself, the, the, the way that he, you know, his persona was like, nobody can find him. You know, he's this uh, enigmatic character that might be on the run and kind of what he's doing is a bit illegal because it's race music. And yeah. all, <laughs> all, all of that is, is, is fodder for that excitement again, you know, and, and, and because of that, he, he he brought so many great things. While you were saying the same thing, I thought, look at John Hammond. Right. John, oh, on yeah. the same stage, you got Basie, Hugh Masekela, the Mamas and the Papas, Jimi Hendrix. Those pop festivals were unbelievable cultural meldings yeah. of, of ideas. And that's why your job, people's jobs in the independent industry, in radio like this are so important because you bring that to the forefront. I've said stuff about artists and people are like, I don't know who that is. 
Right. But I'll, I'll mention, you know, a, a mainstay artist, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. But I'm thinking, how could you not know who Derek Trucks is, but you know who Beyonce is? It's fine. I right. get it. Right. Be- that's because it's there's so much ad behind that that commercial music. Yeah. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that they're not both good artists, and at the same time, they, they both have something to offer in some kind of way. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I got just, I got to remind myself too that it's important not to have prejudices inside of that, right? And I'm not talking skin. I'm talking like no, no. Well, music, I don't right. listen to that because it's jazz, and I don't listen right. to that because right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't have. I really don't have any. I mean, I've had some hip hop artists on this show, and and um, just f- a few of them that I've been asked to you know have asked to come on, and I have them on. And I always say, hey, listen, I am not the authority on. I'm not an authority on anything, but I'm pretty pretty broad, you know, based. As far as music goes, but but hip hop and death death metal death metal I'm I'm not just it's just not my thing I'm not I don't know enough about those so I always um I always put that out there that caveat to say you know I'm not the guy probably to serve that but but everything else I'm so interested in like I don't care if it's blues or soul R and B or rock or you know whatever um, there's something to be learned from everyone's art form and music I feel. Right, and 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 I, I agree with you, man. There's certain things that I just don't step into territorially because to me it's too aggressive or violent. Right, and I under, I understand maybe in some cases as a sense of potency, it's a punctuation at certain moments. But if it's continual, I go. It, 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 there's too much here for me. I, I can't ingest this. Right. Right, but there's so much to go to. There's so much out there, you know? And there's, yeah. there's so much great music, too. And speaking of great music, I've been excited to play this one. We talked about this earlier at the top of the show. This is Red Omen. Yeah. tell you that I grew up with Red Omen, and boy was he a neat kid. He had all sorts of really cool things to play with, like a plutonium spaceship lunchbox and a bathtub full of Lego. And I didn't believe you when somebody said that he fled with Jimi Hendrix to a UFO top base camp up on Machu Picchu. On Machu Picchu I said, excuse me It's not my fault He's playing the crime So he can't get caught I said, excuse me I must confess Well, give me two words Well, in my defense Laughing man I'm laughing man Laughing man There's a red-hot stove down in Pittsburgh Going out hard like a cherry pie Call me a fibber, call me a liar Say it to my face Like a cross between Benjamin Franklin And Ian Pace And, and I didn't believe the man from MI6 Living out in the sticks Who souped up his side by side Like evil Knievel Just like evil Knievel Excuse me, it's not my fault He's playing the crime so he can't get caught I said, excuse me, 
Great, great track. So, so this is the title of your record. Um, can you share with us, like the writing, what what's behind this? Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm a storyteller, and I and I love letting the imagination run wild. And some people might listen to this and wonder, like, is this a real person? No, it can't be. You know, he's with Jimi Hendrix at a UFO base camp on Machu Picchu, and he's carrying plutonium in a lunchbox. And <laughs> but th- there's always a little bit of truth to even the craziest stories right and and that this song sort of exemplifies a lot of who i am what i'm about and and the people that have gotten me to where i am today as i mentioned there's a lyric in there about the red hot stove in pittsburgh that's Mm -hmm. mike stover um mike has really helped get my career to a whole new level uh people that believed in me and said you know ed you can do this and you know Ken Segrist, he's the man from MI6 living out in the sticks, uh, who souped up his side-by-side like Evil Knievel. The man drives a side-by-side. He drives it like a wild man. He is Evil Knievel, anthropomorphized. Right. Um, but so that, I'm, I'm trying to have fun. Yeah. That, if I'm not having fun with the music in some way, it's just going through the paces. And I, I think, again, that becomes part of what we were talking about before, the, the translation mm-hmm. of energy and the excitement. When you see that excitement from somebody else, it you feed off of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, for me, what, what I'm trying to do with the music. And, and, and also getting you to think a little bit about some of that stuff. You know, like in the last track you played before, you know, there's a line that says, well, when I was young, I could make it rain. Right. You know, there's things that as a child and that we used to be able to do in yesteryear, as we were talking about, maybe, you know, we can't communicate instantaneously across the world on a smartphone in the 1970s. But there was far more subtle energy, electricity that we were attached to. Right. And, and, and that's what the whole record is really trying to say. This is an omen. All these little stories and all these little messages are trying to summate this moment in time that I'm living in. It's a reflection of what I'm seeing, of what I'm feeling, of what I'm thinking. And maybe just because, hey, crazy it is, I'm a human just like you, 
you may be feeling these things. You may be asking yourself these kinds of questions. And if you're having a bad day, maybe some of it can help you or make you laugh. Right. Or, you know, that's, it's, 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 it's geared to there to make you shake up a little bit. And, yeah. You know, in a good way, in a bad way. <laughs> a little bit of validation and appreciation goes a long way, man. You get that one little thing that somebody was inspired by something you did. And it's like, man, you just gave me the impetus to write another album. This is awesome. Hey, listen, brother, we're coming to the end so quickly. I can't believe this went this fast. We hardly scratched the surface with you, Ed, but um, can you just tell us about like best place um, to, to reach you, support you, your music? How can everybody connect to you and become one of the Ed heads? Oh, come on by edroman.net. I'm on, the uh, stuff is there from social networking to links to videos to shows that I'm doing, articles that I've done, uh, blogs that I've been a part of. If you connect, it connects you to my social media. You can go to my band page on Facebook or now I've just joined Instagram lately. I've been on Twitter for the longest time, special Ed Roman at most of those locations. Check out uh, YouTube, also my Vivo channel, all my videos and different things that I'm doing and how to stuff on gardening, cooking, all that stuff is at those places. And send me a message. I'm always into talking. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, listen, that's great. And I connected, I think, on most of the socials uh, with us so we can stay in touch. And please, everybody, please support Ed. Um, everything will be in the show notes. All of his connections, his links, his socials will be in the show notes. You can just tap that on Dharmic Evolution and instantly be connected to Ed Roman. Ed, thanks so much today for sharing your stories, your wisdom, and your music, especially on the Dharmic Evolution. Hey, the revolution is Dharmic, and I think it's because our karma is catching up with us. There we go, man. Hey, thanks so much. <laughs> Lay One Down, Tough Cookie, Think I'm Just a Fool, and the title track, Red Omen. A heart songs for veterans, artists, donating money and artistry to help ease the pain and day-to-day suffering that so many veterans go through. The new album is titled Red Omen. Make the right choice. Feed the Wolf of Light. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Ed Roman like I did. It was awesome. Please support his music. You can pick it up on all the socials. You'll find on our website, dharmicevolution.com. When you get a chance, shoot over there and check it out. If you've been on this show, you're on that site. And if you're not yet part of the Dharmic Evolution movement that is reshaping and recreating the music industry, please stop by the website and check it out. Get involved. There's some awesome plans in the works for Dharmic Evolution. I'd like you to be included. I'm also happy to announce that I have launched a brand new podcast that features authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Yes, it's the James O'Connor Show, now on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.